Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 108. In today's episode, fleas. They are so much more than just an unwanted pest and why you should be concerned. Flea allergy dermatitis, what it is and how you can help your pet. Natural flea control on your dog and your cat, in the house and in your yard with over 20 top holistic remedies. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd sure love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or suggestions, feel free to post a comment about this podcast episode on the blog at www.theinternetpetvet.com. I encourage you to get a copy of my new free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, in which I share the most important remedies to keep your pet healthy and naturally treat disease. You can get your copy by going to www.veterinarysecrets.com. Now let's get right into today's podcast. The flea episode, fleas. Although there are over 2,000 flea species in the world, dog and cat owners only really need to be concerned with one, the cat flea. This is a flea that we find on our pets, our cats, dogs, rabbits, and other species in 99.9% of cases. Fleas are much more than just a nuisance. They can actually kill your pet. They can cause a condition called blood loss anemia. They're actually surviving by sucking blood from your pet. And in some cases, these small animals with a heavy flea burden, they can actually die from it. The cat flea has been known to kill animals as large as dairy calves through heavy infestation. Fleas can cause serious skin issues. Fleas can cause severe itching and also other problems such as skin infections and hair loss. Some animals can become allergic to fleas and flea allergy dermatitis is one of the most common causes of skin diseases in dogs and cats. Fleas can transmit infections and parasites. Fleas can carry and transmit a bacteria called Bartonella that can cause health issues in cats, dogs, and people. Fleas can carry a type of parasite, a tapeworm called Dipalidium, can suck nutrients from your pet's intestines and cause anal itching. There are an array of different myths about fleas that you should be aware of. One myth, my pet can't have fleas because he lives entirely indoors. Guess what? Fleas thrive particularly well in the well-regulated temperatures in the house. Myth number two, My pet can't have fleas because if there were any fleas, they would be biting me, another family member, another pet. Since this person isn't being bitten, there must not be any fleas. Well, in fact, the cat flea can suck the blood of a wide variety of animals. However, this flea definitely doesn't prefer human blood and won't eat it unless it's absolutely necessary. Humans tend to be not bit unless flea populations are very high. Myth number three, We don't have fleas because we only have hardwood floors. Well, the fact is fleas love to develop in the cracks between the boards of hardwood floors. Myth number four, my pet can't have fleas because I'd see them. Well, the fact is you can't expect to see fleas because many animals will lick, groom, and chew after being bitten by a flea. This causes a flea to either jump off the pet or get swallowed. A little bit about the flea life cycle, there are four life stages of the flea. For effective flea control, it's important to understand these and then you can break the life cycle in more than just one place. The life cycle consists of egg, larvae, pupae, and adult. Eggs are laid in your dog or cat's hair coat and are designed to fall off your pet into the home. Larvae hatch from the eggs and develop in a pet's environment by feeding on adult flea feces that followed in the hair coat of the pet. Larvae eventually spin cocoons, often within carpet fibers for pupation. Pupae are resistant to freezing, drying, and insecticides, and they can lie dormant for many months. 
New fleas develop from pupae and can begin feeding within hours of finding a dog or cat. The entire flea life cycle can be completed in as little as three weeks. Now let's talk about this one condition that causes many a skin problems in our dogs and cats. It's called flea allergy dermatitis or FAD. It's a leading cause of allergic reactions in our pets. It's an allergic reaction where the body's immune system is overreacting or becoming hypersensitive to the antigen. That's the flea saliva. What happens is an adult flea it must bite a dog or cat to obtain a blood meal in order to reproduce. Fleas typically don't remain long on your dog or cat. They're there while they're feeding. And that's the reason why many pet owners don't see fleas on their house, unless there's a severe flea infestation. But when fleas feed, they inject small amount of saliva into the skin, and it's the antigens, the proteins in the saliva, that can cause an intensely itchy response to sensitive dogs and cats. A single flea bite, it can cause itching for days. Dogs and cats with FAD, they don't have to be infested with fleas to be itchy. All it takes is that one single flea bite. Dogs and cats of any age, they can develop FAD, but most cases appear between the ages of two and five. How is this diagnosed? Well, a typical animal with FAD, you find presence of fleas on your dogs or your cat. You find fleas in the house. And often too, you see this classic area of hair loss all at the base of the tail and that's most common with FAD flea allergy dermatitis. There are intradermal skin tests you can do but generally when you're looking at fleas, a dog that's itchy, this or cat that's itchy, this typical hair loss at the, the tail base, you've got an animal that has FAD. What's the treatment involved? Well first of all you're treating for fleas and we're going to talk about all the different natural options. But then secondarily, you've got to treat the allergy because you're dealing with just this one, one flea bite causes intense itching. So you've got to look at really, really, really important strict flea control, preventing fleas from being on your dog or your cat in the first place, preventing them from building up at your house. Then secondarily, dealing with the allergy. So you're going to give things such as licorice root for intense itching. You're going to supplement with a good quality high dose essential fatty acids such as krill oil. You're going to consider antihistamines such as a natural antihistamine such as nettle. All those things that you would treat normal allergies, you're treating a dog or cat that has flea allergy as well. Now that treatment of fleas, where's some of the natural ways to treat fleas? Well clearly fleas are one of the most common reasons dog encounters are going to a veterinary clinic. Yet unfortunately most of the options are just a number of different toxic insecticides. Where do you start? Well first, let's start with natural flea control on your pet. First, having a healthy animal. Having a healthy dog or cat will have less of a problem with fleas than an unhealthy one. You know, if your pet has a skin problem such as an allergy caused by foods, fleas will just make the irritation worse. And then they may be able to reproduce much quicker because they have an easier time feeding on the weakened skin. Do all that you can to boost your dog or cat's immune system. In some cases, you may find that just by improving your pet's overall health, you can gain control of your flea problems. One option is a natural health supplement such as mine, Ultimate Canine Health Formula at thedogsupplement.com and Ultimate Feline Health Formula at thecatsupplement.com. You want to be flea combing your dog and cat regularly. Flea combs are these fine teeth combs that are able to pick up flea dirt that's flea feces, flea poop, as well as flea eggs and adult fleas. You wanna start from the head and comb backwards. And if you find black specks, that's flea poop, place it on a white piece of paper and add water. If the water turns red, your pet has fleas. Place the eggs, fleas, and dirt in soapy water and this will kill the fleas. If your pet has fleas or lice, repeat this twice a day. 
Preventively check your dog and cat for fleas or lice once a week. Shampoo. Bathing is effective at soothing irritated skin and eliminating some of the adult fleas. There are a number of flea shampoos combined with oatmeal. You can use cool water and leave the shampoo on for 10 minutes. Your pet can be safely shampooed twice a week. There are a number of effective holistic flea shampoos. Some of the effective ingredients at work include neem oil and cedarwood oil. In general, you want to consider avoiding tea tree oil. It's not a great flea preventive, and it can be considered toxic to cats. The conventional flea shampoos that contain pyrethrins are the safest type of conventional flea and lice treatment. I advise using these shampoos for dogs, cats, puppies, and kittens. You should consider making your pet taste bad. One of the first things I heard in practice from clients was use garlic and brewer's yeast. It's been advocated as a way of repelling fleas. I wasn't sure if it worked and initially in practice I'm like, garlic? Really? Hmm. Turns out now there actually is a commercial flea repellent that's made with concentrated garlic. So guess what? Those clients from 40 years ago, they were right. They were onto something, right? If you're looking at using it as a preventive for a 10 pound dog, give a quarter of a teaspoon of garlic and a quarter of a teaspoon of brewer's yeast daily. Mullen. This is a herb that you can make as decoction or a tea and rinse in your pet. You can get a handful of the dried herb, steep it in hot water, cool and pour over your dog or cat. This will temporarily paralyze the fleas. Cedarwood oil spray. This is an essential oil. It's a relatively non-toxic substance and it's proven to be effective in the eradication of infestations in dogs and cats. You just want to be cautious in spraying any type of essential oil on your dog or your cat. You want to lightly mist them, then use a flea comb to spread the spray around. One that I've used I quite like is called Triple Sure Natural Flea and Tick Spray made by Natural Wonder Products. I also have a specific way to make cedarwood oil spray naturally using a natural flea spray on my YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash veterinary secrets. Diatomaceous earth, it's made from the fossilized remains of tiny aquatic organisms called diatoms. Their skeletons are made up of a natural substance called silica. Over a long period of time, diatoms have accumulated in the sediment of rivers, streams, lakes, and oceans. Today, these silica deposits are mined from these areas. Diatomaceous earth looks much more like flour, and it's the diatomaceous earth that's meant for oral consumption, which is very safe for our dogs and cats. I use it by lightly dusting my dog and cat weekly, then using a flea comb to spread it through their fur. Coconut oil. The acid called lauric acid found in coconut oil has been shown to be a very effective insect repellent. You can feed your pet a half a teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight daily of coconut oil, as well as applying a small amount in the fur daily to act as a flea repellent. Consider a natural flea and tick spray. I published a YouTube video showing you how to make a natural flea and tick spray at home. It includes a quarter cup of witch hazel, a quarter cup of aloe vera juice, 10 drops of lavender essential oil, 10 drops of lemon oil, and 20 drops of cedarwood essential oil. Apply a light coating to your dog twice a week using a flea comb to spread it through the coat. Nutcatone, remember your grandmother's cedar chest when she stored delicate items and woolen clothing to protect them from moths and other insects? Well, this plant produces natural compounds to protect itself against insects and disease. It turns out that Nutcatone, One of these protective compounds from nature found in the bark of the Alaskan yellow cedar tree and also in grapefruit skin is a wonderful flea repellent. It's now been developed into a product called Nutka Shield, been shown to be very effective for people, dogs, and cats. You should consider this as another natural flea repellent. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit about neem oil 
and why you should also be considering it as a natural flea repellent for your dogs and cats. So neem itself is a natural herb that comes from the neem tree. It's native to India. Another name for it is Indian lilac. Neem extract comes from the seeds of the tree and has many different traditional uses. It's known for its pesticidal and insecticidal properties, but people also use it in their hair and dental products. Here's a way that you can make a neem dog spray. So first you can go purchase yourself some neem oil, fairly inexpensive, I got it from my local co-op, got about 20 mils of it, cost me about $15. Next, you're going to need a mild soap. The one I prefer is a natural soap called Castile Soap. Third, you're gonna need some warm water, about two cups or half a liter. To start out, you wanna be using warm water, not hot, as the oil will dissolve much better in that. Next, you're gonna adding two mils of that Castile soap, that's a natural soap. We need the warm water mixed with the soap first, so then it can disperse the neem oil, so then we know it's gonna spread all throughout that solution and act as an effective repellent. So you're gonna add in the warm water, you're gonna add in your Castile soap, add in your one teaspoon of neem oil, shake that up really well, and then use that as a sprayer to lightly mist your dog. Next, flea control in your house. You want to control. Next, flea control in your house. Suck them up and wash them away. You'll thoroughly vacuum the areas where your pet spends time. Concentrate on the bedding, carpets, cracks, and crevices. Regularly wash your pet's bedding. Don't forget about the car. Steam cleaning your carpets is even more effective method of killing fleas, larvae, and eggs. Chinchilla dust or diatomaceous earth. Once again, you can spray it in the cracks and crevices in your house. You can apply it weekly during flea season, vacuuming three days after applying. And dehumidify. Humidity is vital for flea survival. Flea eggs need humidity of 75% to hatch. Flea larvae need 50% humidity to survive. For example, in places with adequate humidity, but a quarter of the eggs survive. In dry areas with low humidity, less than 5% of the eggs survive. Using a dehumidifier in your home can go a long way in stopping the flea life cycle. Then lastly, it's flea control in your yard. First, consider natural control in your yard. Nematodes, they are microscopic worms that prey on the larvae and the pupae of fleas. They can be purchased at most garden stores. A small canister contains 100 million little worms. Follow the label directions, spraying them on the damp, bushy areas in your yard. Short lawn, you want to keep the grass short, allowing the sun to shine on the larvae, killing them. The goal here is to make it difficult for the fleas to reproduce. Ants, they're great. They will eat flea eggs and larvae, so as long as they're not eating your house, then keep them alive to interrupt the flea life cycle. Natural topicals outside, once again, you can consider using diatomaceous earth outside, spreading it in those longer areas where it's more likely that the fleas are hiding out and reproducing. Then lastly, consider this one, it's a new one. It's called garlic barrier, it's a garlic repellent. Garlic barrier, it's a very strong liquid garlic extract that mixes with water and is sprayed on farm and garden plants to keep insects off. The garlic used in garlic barrier is a very powerful variety which is much more potent than the garlic found in grocery stores. The USDA Wildlife Research Center evaluated the effectiveness of garlic oil as a repellent, giving it a thumbs up. And there you have it, everything you needed to know about fleas on a podcast. I hope you found that helpful. And more importantly, just consider using some of those natural alternatives because there are an array of natural options, you know, to use in your pet, to use in the house, and to use outside your home. And, you know, if any of those work, I'd love to hear feedback from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks 
for being part of the podcast. It's Dr. Jones. I'll talk to you again next week.